That's a good way to start the show. We like we like a good plug for FanRag Sports, and this is a relaxed fantasy football show. The best part about the show is your team sucks. Okay, so you got to stay tuned to the end because that's the best part. And what I'm looking for from the fans, all right? I want I want everybody to know. This is directly to them. This is directly to the fans. I need you to find me at the sports page on Twitter, the underscore sports page. Send me, submit to me your videos, selfie video. Take a video, tell me why your team sucked this weekend, okay? This is therapeutic. This is a group session. This is like you're sitting on the couch with us and you're telling us why your team sucked this weekend. So if you started Andy Dalton, send me a video crying. I don't know, whatever makes you feel better about yourself. Does the video need to be horizontal or vertical? Do you it doesn't prefer? matter. Okay, all right, send it in. Sure. I like all the videos. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to subject any, just making sure. any limitations on these videos except no cursing. All right? Let's, let's just, that's the one, that's no the fun, one line. Then. Yeah, no, no, no fun. fun. No fun. Okay, we know how that goes. But, Chris, let's sure. just talk about overall fantasy this weekend, kind of your thoughts about what you liked, what you didn't like, and kind of some surprises. It was don't. a very good week if you had a defense in fantasy football because the offenses were not really there. There were not a lot of players on the offensive side of things. I believe if it was a non-PPR league and you had a wide receiver or a tight end or a running back, none of them scored over 20 points. If you're in a PPR league, obviously point per reception, you're going to hit over that 20-point mark. But you didn't have that if you're in a non-PPR league. So defenses were really king this week. It really seemed, just from a, a straight football perspective, a, an extra preseason game. The teams were sluggish. The teams were all over the place. It took a while. It took maybe a half for some teams to hit into some gear. But you know where I was most impressed, Paige? A lot of rookies. Rookies yep. had a really big week. And if you were one of, the, one of the people in your fantasy league that were like, you know what? I'm going to snag a rookie really late. Maybe not the big names. Maybe not the Dalvin Cooks or the Leonard Fournettes of the world. But if you picked up a Kareem Hunt or a Tariq Cohen, you were really happy with how your team performed this week. Yeah, and I think overall very sloppy okay so very sloppy play overall but what we what we wanted to see was what are these rookies going to give us and so what we're going to start with this week is the rookie running backs because the rookie running backs looked phenomenal okay? absolutely phenomenal so let's start with three rookie running backs that we really really liked and one that you have on your team that's, i do that's leonard fournette yes. all right Big so when we look at when we look at leonard fournette what did you like about him and do you think he can sustain the success i do i, I think he can absolutely sustain it and the reason why i think that is the, the the thing is because in jacksonville blake bortles is very bad i mean if you have blake bortles on your fantasy <laughs> team i know we're doing this later but your team sucks if you have blake bortles on your team that's true uh, leonard fournette is going to get a lot of the touches there in Jacksonville because TJ Yeldon is hurt yep. and they are going to give Fournette the ball. Now he may not be in there on every play. They may do a really nice job of trying to mix up their packages of when they use him because again he is a rookie. He's still prone to mistakes. But I, I see what he did yet, uh, on Sunday and I saw a running back that could have a lot of success in this league for a long time and very easily put up 100 yards a game, get in the end zone, catch the ball to the backfield, and just be a consistent back in this league. I don't know if he's David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell yet, where he's going to give you 20-point performances every week, but he's going to be consistently one of your top point producers, and I think if you have him in a running back two spot, you'll be very happy with him. Yeah, if you drafted Leonard Fournette as a running back two, that's he is my running back too. Yeah, you're sitting very, very pretty yeah. right now. But let's move into another rookie running back. Okay. Let's look at Kareem Hunt. Okay. Kareem Hunt is a guy that I hope you listen to our podcast because in you the were pod- high on him. In the podcast, I said, Andy Reid, you've got to look at coaching schemes. Okay. This isn't always about you gotta know about the coach you're talking about. Andy Reid is a running back coach. He always runs the ball. What happens? Spencer Ware goes down, and Kareem Hunt is now the guy in Kansas City. 
So Chris, do you think this is going to be sustained success for Kareem Hunt? Because I, he's not necessarily going to always score as many points as right. this, but I see that he is always going to be a focal point of this offense because it's Andy Reid. He scored 45.6 points last week uh, in a PPR standard league on ESPN.com. Here are the numbers for you. 17 carries, 148 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Five carries for 98 yards and two touchdowns in the air. And so I'm, I'm assuming you started Kareem Hunt this That's week. That's the sound of Paige's team going to victory. Okay, so you started Kareem Hunt this week. That's, That's good. True. That's uh, true. I don't think these numbers are repeatable. They are impressive numbers from a person that is in their first year in this league. I look at Alex Smith. He had a really good week as well. I know we're going to sure talk did. about him later on, but if he continues to be that good at the quarterback position, maybe Andy Reid opens up the offense a little bit more and throws it a little bit more. That would be my big concern there. But there's no reason why Kareem Hunt can't consistently be a 100-yard back on the ground, get in the end zone. Will he have that many catches out of the backfield? It really just depends on the matchup for, for the Kansas City Chiefs because the way Andy Reid structures his offense. He sure. likes to dink and dunk because of the way Alex Smith plays. So if they continue to do that week in and week out, then Kareem Hunt is going to be, and I, and I use this comparison knowing the context, <laughs> can be David Johnson in his ability of catching the ball out of the backfield in terms of fantasy and running the football. That dual threat, if you have that, Sky's the limit for your fans. Well, not only that, but Kareem Hunt wasn't playing a joke of an a joke of a team. He was no. playing the New England Patriots. So Kareem Hunt had a really good game on opening game against one of the best teams over the last 20 years, one of the best franchises in all of sports. Would absolutely so, love to see him against the Denver defense to see okay. how they handle him. Um, they, they don't have a great run defense. but they 28th have a, in the league last yeah, year. Yeah, it wasn't very good, but yeah. I, I think you, what you'll see, and you saw it last night in the game on Monday Night Football, they did a really nice job of really limiting Melvin Gordon's big plays. And yeah. if they can do that with Kareem Hunt, and then you're going to see But he had struggles. enough. You know, Gordon he gets Absolutely. in the end zone. He gets a couple of big plays off, so it's enough. That so that's why I want to see how a rookie in Cremont handles the Denver defense when you're staring across the field and Von Miller is getting ready to do his dance against you. I mean, that's <laughs> that's very scary for a rookie running back. So I just, not to say I absolutely would trade for Cream Hunt in a for heartbeat, sure. but I just want to see it against more consistent opponents uh, that maybe have better defenses than New England because they don't have a really good pass rush, and I think that impacted the game plan for the Kansas City Chiefs. For sure. One of the things we're going to start doing on a weekly basis is when we were right and when we were wrong. Oh. The, the this week there long. was a lot yeah, of Paige being right yeah, you just, and yeah. a lot of Chris being wrong. Put the camera on me, I just, gotta admit just, all of yeah, that, yeah. I, There was a Everything lot of Paige being wrong. right. The second thing that I was right about, since we're only on topic number three, <laughs> and I've already been right about two things, is I was right about Tariq Cohen. If you watch the preseason at all, I was in Air, I, we live in Arizona. Mm -hmm. I watched the Chicago Bears play the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals is what is considered a top ten defense this year. Tariq Cohen in a preseason game lit that defense up. He looked very good. He's very fast. And I know, because I'm a Bears fan, that the Chicago Bears do not have a lot of offensive weapons. So I knew that they were going to try and use him not only as a running back, but also as that David Johnson-esque guy who can line up in the backfield. You saw him go all the way mm -hmm. down the field and have a huge play where it was tipped by a defender. But if he gets in the end zone again, I mean, that was a great performance by Tariq Cohen, another rookie we're talking about. He saw more touches through the passing game than he did with the running game. Eight receptions compared to the five rushes. Yep. His touchdown came in the, in the passing game. So, yes, to your point, this is a dual-purpose guy, a guy that you know that if he's out there and they run a passing play, he's Good not out, play. right? He's still involved in the offense. Now, here's the one thing I will say about Tariq Cohen, and I know this, is, this may come back to backfire on me. 
But when I look at a guy like Tariq Cohen, everyone's like, oh, now i got to have this guy. I, I need to pick this guy up. The way you win fantasy, at least is the way I look at this, it's not picking up the Tariq Cohens of the world where you see a guy have a really good week and then you pick him up. It's finding the next Tariq Cohen, yeah. finding that next guy that's going to have a big game that nobody talks about. Because right now, if you want Tariq Cohen, you're going to have to pay through the moon. Or if you need to pick him up on the waiver wire, there's going to be every team in your league is going to put a claim on him. You're probably not going to get him if you won in week one. So the, what's really going to separate you from everybody else in your fantasy league is finding the next Tariq Cohen, not trying to find... Tariq Cohen himself. This is why you watch preseason football. Mm -hmm. I know that preseason football sucks, but this is, why, this is why you watch preseason football because if you watch, you pick up on these tendencies and then you know you go out and get a Tariq Cohen like I did in the 11th round and now I have him starting in a flex position right. and he outscored almost everybody on my team. I mean, look at the Bears offense. I mean, Kevin White's out what for the season. What is the Bears offense? That's, yeah, that's my, that's my gimmick. Yeah, what there. is the Bears offense? No, Kevin White, he's out for the season. Yep. Um, Cameron Meredith's gone. Out for the season. Uh, they literally it, have you the want same me, injury. Bellamy. Bellamy, who can't catch passes, is their number one ride receiver. Yep. That is who they're throwing the ball to. Then you look at who else they're going to have that's going to be able to provide offense for them. It's Jordan, Jordan Howard, Howard and yep. Tariq Cohen. So if you have one of those guys, I think you're going to be comfortable on a week-to-week -week basis because I don't think Chicago is in a position where, oh, we can just ignore Tariq Cohen this week or we can just ignore Jordan Howard this week. No, they have no to. these two guys have to be a part of their offense yep. if they're going to win football games, which should be good for your fantasy team because they are going to be used quite a bit. All right, let's go to some bad news. We got to get to the injury news. Do we have? Do we? We got to go about there. We got to. Really we got to go there. Okay? okay. Unfortunately, the number one overall pick consensus number one overall pick was David Johnson. Yeah. David Johnson is now injured. Mm-hmm. Going to have uh, surgery. Dislocated wrist is going to have two surgery to two to three months out. If you drafted him number one overall, you are a candidate for your team sucks, and not because. David Johnson, you, you did a good thing. You yeah. drafted David Johnson. But the reality is that when you pick number one overall and your guy goes down in week one, you're screwed. You're screwed. Your fantasy team is screwed. Say a prayer that you can end up at the end of your league this year, and hopefully you're like in a dynasty league so you have Di David Johnson going forward. But if you put a lot of money into this league, I'm sorry for you because your team sucks. Yeah, the other thing that I would add to that is if you were in an auction league, you paid a lot of money for David Johnson. Yeah, and absolutely. he's now just gone. And you don't get to recoup that money. That money's not coming back that you're going to be able to spend. No. So if you play in an auction league and you spend upwards of $50, $60, warranted for David Johnson, but you spent that money on him and he's now no longer going to be on your team for basically the whole regular season in oh, terms of fantasy. Whole, yeah, for uh, sure. You may have him back for the postseason depending on when he comes back. But here's the way I look at this from a fantasy perspective because a lot of people would be like, okay, let me just pick up the next Cardinal running back because he's going to get carries. I'm here to tell you that that's not going to happen. Kerwin Williams is not going to be able to provide you what David Johnson provides. No. DJ Foster is not going to be able to provide what David Johnson is able to provide. Fumbleitis. Yeah, I mean, I look at those two guys, and I know they're going to be trendy picks because i got to have the next Cardinal guy up. You are better off trading for another guy, maybe overpaying for a Tariq Cohen or a Kareem Hunt, trying to get something because... You probably went all in with the number one overall pick to get David Johnson, and you saw, if you're in a snake draft, you saw a lot of running backs come and go, and now you're left scraping the bottom of the barrel. you got to find that next Tariq Cohen, or your season's probably over. Yeah, I'm just telling you because Chris and I are two people that 
watch and pay close attention to the Arizona Cardinals. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, they are not going to make one guy a featured back. They have Kerwin no. Williams, they have Andre Ellington, and they have DJ Foster. Do not, under any circumstances, start either of the three of those guys as a running back one because you are going to be very frustrated because the Arizona Cardinals are not going to feature any of those guys. No. Chris, let's move on to another running back that was probably the number two consensus mm -hmm. overall pick. If not, you were choosing between him and David Johnson, and that's Le'Veon Bell. The issue here is with both of these guys, they didn't play at all during the preseason. David Johnson, I think, played like seven total snaps, and Le'Veon Bell sat out with a contract issue, and they both looked very slow. They looked like they were trying too hard. They weren't their normal category mm -hmm. of what they are. So is this just an anomaly for this week? Do you think Le'Veon Bell is going to come back and be the guy? Because I'm a little worried about him. I'm going to be honest. I've said this before. I'll say it again. You cannot count on Le'Veon Bell for all 16 games of the regular season. At some point, he's going to get hurt. Now, in week one, he did not have a great performance. I think he had, what, seven or eight seven fantasy points. points. Yeah. So he really didn't provide you a whole lot in a, in a PPR league. But I, I think the Steelers' offense as a whole wasn't that great outside of Antonio Brown. Big Ben struggled in that game. Overall, they struggled against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns made it very difficult for them to do anything offensively until the second half. So uh, we love to overreact, and I know some of you out there spent the number two overall pick, maybe even the number one overall pick on Le'Veon Bell, and you may have lost your fantasy matchup because of that, and you're, and you're kicking yourself, and you're like, man, what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell? you got to give it some time. You have to give it two or three weeks before you're going to give up on a guy that you may have drafted number one or number two overall. Do not sell low on Le'Veon Bell, but if he can play well, and I know this is a little bit of a hot take here, but if you can sell high on Le'Veon Bell, I think you should because he's bound to get hurt at some point. He's bound to hit that wall that he seemingly always does, and if you can cash out and get a really big return for him, then I think you might be better off doing it. Yeah, but now is not the time to try and get Absolutely a return not. for him because he did not play well. So for Le'Veon Bell... We're, we're both in you agreement here. Week. You play him. Absolutely. No, okay? no I'm not telling to, you not to, to play Le'Veon Bell. Let's just be clear. Yes. I do not want any angry hate tweets telling us that they sat Le'Veon Bell and then he scores 26 yeah. points next week. We want week. hate tweets that we deserve, not ones that we don't deserve. Yeah, we don't deserve that one. Yeah, no, so that start Le'Veon Bell. That's, let's move on to quarterbacks. Okay. So if I told you, <laughs> if I told I know you you're going with this. that Alex Smith was going to be the number one yep. overall scoring quarterback in week one against the New England Patriots, would you say I'm crazy? I absolutely 100% would. The top three quarterbacks in the NFL this past week were Alex Smith, Jared Goff, and Sam Bradford. Just like we all predicted it, right? Yeah. Just like we all drew it up. Sam Bradford was the third quarterback yeah, in I can't fantasy even... this week. I can't even fathom, and I'm high no. on the Vikings this year. Uh, it, for Alex Smith, uh, there are going to be people out there that make, man, should I pick up Alex Smith? As a backup option, I will continue to say that he is a backup sure. option at best because I don't think he can repeat a 370-yard, four-touchdown performance. No. He's not going to. No, he's not going to. No, he's, he's not, not going to do going that. To. He, he, what he is going to provide for you is a guy that if you have a quarterback like Matt Stafford or if you have a Drew Brees type and you need a guy during a bye week where you can fit in an Alex Smith, perfect scenario. Now, I can't remember all the bye weeks off the top of my head, but if you have Alex Smith and, and you can sit him in for a week, absolutely I would do it. I would be very comfortable doing that. The same thing with Sam Bradford. That's another guy that I really like. Maybe as a sleeper fantasy. I said this on the, on the podcast. He was one of my sleeper picks yeah. this week because of the matchup that he had against the Saints defense. He really had a nice job. Stephon Diggs had a really big game. and Those are two guys that I'm really high on because I think despite the, the, the skepticism around the Vikings offense, they're going to be much better this year. The offensive line is really good, which means Dalvin Cook, who had a really good game last yeah. night, will be a good value. Same thing with Stephon Diggs and even Sam Bradford. Yeah, a couple of offensive pieces that we look at on Minnesota and we go, Dalvin Cook, Absolutely. really good. Yeah. Stephon another Diggs, rookie. really good. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, another rookie that we really, really mm -hmm. liked going into this. Now, 
Another quarterback that we're going to talk about. Now, I like, I'm with you. Alex Smith is not a guy that you're, you're not going out and trading for Alex Smith. Nope. Okay, just pump the brakes there. I know there are a lot of Chiefs fans sending me tweets about nope. Alex Smith. Nope. QB, I mean, QB, QB sorry, he's not right scoring now. four touchdowns against the Denver Broncos defense. Like, let's, let's points score is Jets here. 31 yeah, points this is going to be, be his peak the, on the season. All, hot take. This, this will be peak? the most yeah. he will score all season long. Ooh. Okay, I'm kind of you can play that back to yeah, me because I, I know I'm going to be right. Yeah. I know I'm going to be right. Okay, he's not scoring more than he scored this week. Alex Smith is a good quarterback, Absolutely. but he's not a top-tier fantasy quarterback. Matthew Stafford, a guy that had a matchup with a very, very good defense, had a struggle through the first half but really came into his own in the second half. Matthew Stafford's one of those guys that I really like in fantasy football, not all the time as a regular, no. you have to be able to separate good fantasy good fantasy. quarterback yeah. in regular football and good fantasy football quarterback. With, with Matt Stafford, and I'll use my own personal team just to kind of talk about this, I had Jameis Winston as my starter in fantasy this week. Now, because of the hurricane, they didn't play that game, yep. so I needed to figure out what to do. Matt Stafford was my backup, but I'll be honest. The Arizona Cardinal defense against Matt Stafford absolutely terrified me. I was expecting three interceptions. I was expecting Matt Stafford to get me negative points. But he had a huge second half. Part of that because uh, Kenny Galladay, you want to add him to the rookie list. I mean, yep. he had been fa he's been fantastic for them in that game on Sunday. And uh, Matt Stafford is a QB1. He is probably in the middle of the QB1s trending towards the top of that yeah, list. he's a 7 to 10. Range. Yeah, I think that's a fair yeah. place to put him. You shouldn't have reached for a quarterback. We will continue to tell you that here on this show, is if you reach for a quarterback, you put yourself in a bad spot. But Matt Stafford's a guy that you probably could have gotten really late in the draft, and he is a guy that is consistently going to put up. He had 27 points in a PPR league. Yeah. That is what he is consistently going to give you. He's a, that's good, not he's the a, he's a great fantasy football Absolutely. quarterback. Great fantasy football Absolutely. quarterback. All right, this one I'm really excited to talk about, okay? Because Tom Savage, being the starting quarterback of my brother's peewee football league, should never happen, let alone the Houston Texans. Wow, that's really mean to Tom Savage. Sorry, Tom Savage. I hope but Tom's you're, not listening. You're a really good backup. You're not a starting quarterback. So the Houston Texans learned that the hard way, and they, I believe, are going to go with Deshaun Watson forward. They went to him in the second half. Now, my question to you, Chris, is, oh and I have my own opinion here. Okay. What is Deshaun Watson's value as a fantasy quarterback going forward? Oh, as a fantasy quarterback. Again, I'm going to use personal experience here. I in my in my keepers league, I have Derek Carr as my starter, and I waited and waited and waited to get a backup quarterback because I wasn't going to reach for one. Yep. And Tyrod Taylor went off the board, who I liked. Andy Dalton came off the board, who I liked as a, as a QB two option. And I was sitting there and I was staring at the board, and I was like, man, Deshaun Watson is there. And I saw when Derek Carr's bye week was, and I was like, Deshaun Watson is going to be the starting quarterback at that point in the season. I did not think it would take until week two for him to be the starter or even week one. Um, he does have an ankle injury that they're keeping an eye on, and if, if, that, if he does get cleared from that, they have a short week this week. But he, they said if healthy, if he healthy is he's going to be the starter. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. if healthy, he's going to be the go-to guy. You just worry about that uh, because if with quarterbacks' ankles are going to get And what he bit. does with his legs. And that offensive line was very bad in week one. So in, in terms of a fantasy perspective, and I may be – this is hot takey, but <laughs> – very close to a QB1. Maybe Woo! I think he's at the top of the QB2s right now. I love when we're in agreement. Because I think this is a guy that defenses are going to have a tough time figuring out in year one. This is this very is, much like Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. This is exactly where I was yep, going to go with this. This is like the Dak, Dak Prescott, Prescott scenario all over again. And not just because they wear the same number. Uh, this is a guy that can beat you on the ground, and he's going to look to do that a lot when plays break up, and plays yep. are going to break up with that offensive line. He has a legitimate number one receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. That helps tremendously. And if they he, have good running backs. And Lamar good Miller is a very back good trio. back, and balance yep. means they're going to control the clock. That defense is going to put them on the field a lot. So this is a guy that I think right now, here on week two, I have him at the top of the QB2s. 
Yeah. By midseason, I think he's going to be at the back end of the QB1s where if you have him and you can trade your established starter to fill another position, you will feel very comfortable starting Deshaun Watson on a week-to-week -week basis. Now, long-term, I don't know the answer to that question yeah. because teams may figure him out. He may struggle. But right now here in year one, specifically this week, if you have a, if you have a situation where you have Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback and you're like, I need to get away from this, <laughs> look at Deshaun Watson. A short week, that spells trouble for opposing defenses. Yeah, don't start him this week. Well, uh, no, I would start him. You would start I would start him, him okay. because short week defenses have a tough time if adjusting healthy, if, if healthy, healthy he's a start this week for me if you have a really bad quarterback situation yeah Deshaun Watson is somebody I look at and I go if you're in a dynasty league like I know you're in an mm -hmm. league or your keepers league I like Deshaun Watson and there's one word that I would use to describe Deshaun Watson and it's my favorite 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 it's elite. word not elite oh, okay. that's sorry. Chris's yeah, favorite sorry. word moxie Deshaun Ooh. Watson has moxie who beats Alabama in championships nobody, nobody. the answer nobody. is nobody who drives on Alabama in tough situations in the highest stage in college football? Chris has got an answer for you. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson is the, the answer. The kid has moxie, and I love what he's going to do. Gary Horton, who's our NFL scout, told me that he had talked to a bunch of people. What Bill O'Brien is going to do is he's going to dumb down that offense to make it much easier for Deshaun Watson going forward. So what does that mean? It means the Dak Prescott effect of last year. Well, and the other big thing that you need to worry about with rookie quarterbacks is the turnovers. Will Deshaun Watson yeah. turn over the football? That's the big concern I would have here because I think in college he had a tendency to maybe do a little bit too much at times because he felt like he had to at Clemson. Uh, but he's able to have the big play. I mean, you look at that Alabama drive to, to win the national championship. There were some times where he put it all on himself and was like, I got it. And made some big-time throws. He had big-time receivers help him out. It was a great performance by Deshaun Watson. And I think that carries over to the NFL. I, I think what's really going to help them is the running game, as we mentioned before, with Lamar Miller. So if you have Lamar Miller, I think it's a huge play. Yeah. Because I think in that offense, you're going to see him get a lot of touches. I, Bill O'Brien is a quarterback guru. Yes, and that's just what he does better than anybody else in this league. And he is going to figure this out with Deshaun Watson. They traded up to get him for a reason. They like him. They think he is the long-term answer there. And it didn't take long for him to put himself in, maybe because Tom Savage didn't play all that great. I think he had negative points this week. One yeah, of he was three, awful. One Garbage, of, I think, two trash. or three quarterbacks yeah, that had bad. negative points this week in fantasy. But Deshaun Watson, I think the sky is the limit for him this year for what he's able to do because I think it's just so tough to solve a rookie quarterback in year one. For sure. And to the guy that tweeted at me that started Tom Savage, Oof, good God almighty. I need this, what what you did thinking? you do with your other I hope picks that in you're the in, draft? Yeah, I hope that you're in a two-quarterback league. Yeah, what did because, you do? Yeah, that's just – Tom Savage? I saw that tweet. I think it's from John on Twitter. So, John, one of the probably 27 Johns. Yeah, you really narrowed it Twitter. down. I'm sorry, but John, bro. We need to have a conversation yeah, because you cannot start Tom Savage ever. What did in you do with football. your? You better have Antonio Brown ever. and Le'Veon ever. You better have ever both in of fantasy them if you football. Have Tom Savage. All right, let's go to some positives. Okay, I love positives. Some top scorers of the week. Okay, two of the top five scoring totals points in ESPN PPR standard was defenses. Can cool. you name both of them? I can. Okay. Number one, the Los Angeles Rams, which they that defense even without, without Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Well, okay, without. let's be fair. Jacoby Brissett closed the game at quarterback for the Indianapolis yeah, Colts. So I, I think everybody in this room there's a clause. This show there's a clause. Could score points on, on the Indianapolis team. Uh, the other one, why am I blanking on the other one? Come is, on. It's your favorite. Oh, my, is it an elite defense? Yes. Is it the Vikings? No. 
No. I this is the, okay. Oh, it's it's the, it's the Baltimore Ravens. Defense. No, it's not. See, Chris is really four picks. Randy Dalton, the Baltimore Ravens defense doesn't have that many Jacksonville points. Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't have. They're not an elite defense. They're not an elite. They're, they're, but Chris, I wanted. Two. I want to give credit to Chris. This is the one time. The one on the thing show I'm going to get. Yeah, right. let's make sure we play this back because yeah. I'm never going to give any credit to Chris. No, okay. this is never going to happen again. Chris got something right. I did. And what he did get right For is that he thought now. he thought the Jacksonville Jaguars defense was a little bit better than everybody else did. And yep. I think he was proven yeah, right. Calais so props Campbell, to you, Chris. Calais Campbell with four sacks. Yep. Uh, ten eight. overall sacks. Ten overall ten sacks. sacks. That's certainly that going to get you points. Um, I think, and to maybe take a big picture approach here, this is not a flash in the pan with this defense. This is what they are able to do. Um, Malik Jackson, Calais Campbell, they can get after the quarterback, and that means sacks, which means good fantasy points. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is an elite shutdown corner. You throw the ball near him, there's a chance for an interception. I like some of the other pieces. A.J. Boye is another guy that can pick up some interceptions. So I know some people play an individual defense yeah. fantasy league, so those are some of the players that I would mention to you that could have big games on a week-to-week -week basis. This is not a one-time thing for Jacksonville. They can do this on a week-to-week -week basis. And if they're going to have any sort of success as a football team this year, it is going to be because of their defense and Leonard Fournette. So yeah. in fantasy, those are two people I look out for. For sure, because we all know Blake Bortles is not going to be great. Garbage. But garbage. 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 Trash. We'll use Jamie's yeah, trash, trash from our Pigskin with Pancake show. Yeah, definitely I'm a big fan of Jacksonville's defense. Not as big a fan as Chris was, but I do think a lot of what they did had to do with the fact that Tom Savage is how you say trash yes. as a quarterback and should never have been starting, okay? But they did have 10 sacks, and whenever you have 10 sacks in the NFL, you have to give them props. I think they are a very good defense. And as far as fantasy goes, if they're going to get anywhere near that 10 sack total on a week-to-week -week basis, you got to start that team. And in two times I'd play them when they play the Colts. And I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. That offensive line is very bad. Really so if, if, if you have a chance to pick up the Jags defense because somebody else dropped them because of a bye week, you pick them up and you play them and in a week. Them. You keep them and you play them in a week they're playing the Colts. That's a huge home run because that offensive line in Indy is really bad. And I don't care if it's Scott Tolzien. I don't care if it's Jacoby Brissett, Andrew Luck, Page is playing quarterback. <laughs> I'm playing quarterback. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, a lot of sacks are going to come Jacksonville's a lot, way. A lot of sacks, especially if Jim Irsay decides to do the smart thing and let Andrew Luck sit out for the season and because Indianapolis you, is the worst roster in the NFL. If you, have Andrew, if you have Andrew Luck and you're in a non-keepers league, trade Andrew Luck now. Trade him now because I don't think he plays this year. And if you can get some sucker in your fantasy league who thinks that Andrew Luck's going to play one. and set the There's wall apart, it, it only takes one. It takes one sucker for you to, to hit a home run with a trade. So if you can find somebody out there that wants Andrew Luck that thinks, oh, he's going to come back, he's going to set the world on fire, he's going to want to prove that he's back, then, then you make that trade because there are a lot of other quarterback options. We mentioned Deshaun Watson earlier. Yep. That's a sneaky good option late in the season. I think you can get value with Andrew Luck. Get a running back two. Get a wide receiver two. You need some depth. Some depth depth your is bench. so important in fantasy. If you don't have that, you're not going to be able to win with stand injuries. How many people out there really are glad that they have running back depth behind David Johnson if you have it? Very Everybody happy. is. Because Tons if, of tweets yeah, today about that. If you have fantasy depth behind running back, trust me, losing David Johnson is a huge blow. But if you're able to replace him with somebody that you drafted late in the rounds, like a Tariq Cohen or yep, a Kareem Hunt, absolutely. you're very happy. Maybe you played David Johnson over Kareem Hunt, which was the smart decision. But now... You are so happy that you kept Kareem Hunt on your team. Well, you have to. It's, that's yeah. what you have to do. If you're going to win in fantasy, you have to have guys that are going to be able to back up your bench because 
over time, especially with running backs, you do see a lot of these guys go down. David Johnson already down for pretty much the entirety of the fantasy football season. Le'Veon Bell, I know we never want to wish ill upon anybody, but Le'Veon Bell has an injury history. He yeah. never really He's makes it through 16 games. Never has. No, never so played you, it. So you have to be able to know that those are some things that are going to happen. Now, yet he's played. Yet he's the number two pick in every draft. Just for to sure. show you how talented he is when he is on the football. Well, field. because he didn't play three games last year and came in and still was a top running back. I mean, yes. overall in total Incredible points. So, Le'Veon Bell is one of those elite running back guys that you definitely want on your team. Now, a rookie that we also like, not a running back though. Ooh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Big this fan. was the trendy. I'm going to, in the bench rounds of my draft, take a wide receiver from Detroit, Kenny Galladay. Everybody's talking about, you know, uh, John Ross in Cincinnati or Corey Davis or Mike Williams for the Los Angeles Chargers. Kenny Galladay was the sleeper guy yep. of that group. And if you had Kenny Galladay, I played against Kenny Galladay this week. The, the, the people I played had him on their bench. They didn't play Kenny Galladay. It's good for you. 22 good for points Chris. sitting on the bench. It didn't. They had Andy Dalton, so it really didn't matter. Uh, but they had Kenny Galladay sitting on their bench. Would have would have made a big impact if you had him and you didn't play him this week. Yeah, but Kenny Galladay, I want to look long term here. Is, this is a huge do you play. do you believe in him though? Because this week I believe in Kenny Galladay because he played the. Arizona Cardinals this week and had a pretty good week. So I'm a, I'm a believer mm -hmm. here that this is going to happen because I think Stafford now has Golden Tate and Kenny Galladay, and they're both going to see the ball. And Jones. Yep. Uh, they have him as well. I, I think the, the real answer to this question is, do you think at any point in the season the number one corner for opposing defenses are going to be put up against Kenny Galladay? No. And if that is the answer to the question, no. then Kenny Galladay is a play every week. Flex. My, Perfect my, flex absolutely. guy. Absolutely. 100% of flex guy. My concern with Kenny Galladay is – if he becomes and emerges as the number one receiver there, which is very possible because I don't love Golden Tate, I no, don't love Jones, sure. I don't love the, the depth there, he could become the number one target there, yeah. which means when other defenses are game planning, he's the guy they try to take away. That scares me a little bit when you're going up against Minnesota, who is going to throw Xavier Rhodes at you twice in the year. Uh, Green Bay, I think you have success against twice a year. you got to look at who you're going to play twice in a season. Chicago and Green Bay, defensively for uh, the Lions, are good matchups for their wide receivers because I don't love their secondaries for both of those teams. So uh, Kenny Galladay, I, I believe, is a huge uh, flex play right now. I think maybe if he continues to trend this way, you can move him into your wide receiver uh, two spot on a consistent I basis. I believe so. And if he can continue to develop, maybe and if you're in a dynasty league or a keeper's league, whew, you would love for him to have a great season. Either trade while, while his value is high or you keep him and you now have established yourself with a true wide receiver for next season. Well, and when you look at total overall points, you have Kenny Galladay with fifth overall for wide receivers and Golden Tate sixth overall. So even though you have Patrick Peterson on the field, two guys right. – are in the elite category for wide receivers that's in that week, and that word. elite category. Yep. And that means that's because Patrick Peterson stayed on one side. He didn't follow Golden Tate the entire game. And so you have a guy like Golden Tate and a guy like Kenny Galladay who were able to both score. And that's good for you if you have anybody on the Matthew, on, or Matthew Stafford mm -hmm. in a Lions offense. All right, so I have a trade I need to run by. Oh, this is This good. was before the show. Literally, my, I, haven't I heard walked the in the door over here. I, I walked in the, the, the door and I had a trade in my fantasy league. This is an auction league. Uh, that we that we I did a couple weeks ago, and I did not tell you the trade. You no, did not you didn't know. Tell, I don't know what the trade I is. am trading. I have not agreed to disagree. We're doing this okay. live on the air. Okay. This is a negotiation right here. I, I have T.J. Yeldon and Leonard Fournette because I wasn't sure if Leonard Fournette was going to do anything, so I tried to handcuff myself with T.J. Yeldon. I'm sending both of those players to a team. Okay. In return, I'm getting Travis Kelsey, Todd Gurley, and Jeremy Hill. Go. Travis Kelsey, Jeremy Hill, and Todd Gurley. 
Okay, for Travis Leonard Kelsey, Flan I like. Now, I, 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 in my heart of hearts, I think I know where I'm leaning on this, but I'll are let you, you go. Okay, are you a in a dynasty? Are you keeping these guys? I, so the way it works is in this auction league, this I can, tough one I me. can't tough keep one. anybody that I acquire in the middle of the season. Okay. I can only keep players that I spent twenty five auction dollars. Oh yeah, I remember the or rules. less. So to put this in context, I got Leonard Fournette for $25 in the auction league. Okay, so, so he you is could keep keeper Leonard. eligible. Okay. So None of the players I acquire in this trade are keeper eligible because I have to keep them on my team the whole season. And obviously there's somebody okay, else. Okay, so let's price. throw Jeremy Hill out. It, trash Jeremy, this. Trash, I, if, garbage, I, if I do this trade, something use, else is coming back. Yeah, Jeremy Hill not usable yes. throughout the season. Travis Kelsey, I like. Who's your other tight end that you have? My now? current tight end, I believe this week I started Eric Ebron. Okay. Uh, I like only Eric because Ebron. I couldn't play OJ Howard because of the hurricane. So. Okay, so you're. Tight you're, end, I'm comfortable. You're comfortable with the tight end. To position. put it in perspective, I have Antonio Brown as my wide receiver, so I don't really need pass catching points. My, my two running backs are Devonta Freeman and Leonard Fournette right now. Okay. I personally. Yes. Would keep Leonard. Fournette. I'm absolutely not doing this trade. Yeah. Because Todd Gurley, this is a complete overreaction to playing the Indianapolis Colts. I need to see it on a sustained basis. Yeah, Gurley's not. I good. also think this Still is not an, good. this is a bit of an overreaction by everybody else because this is not the first trade request I've gotten for everybody Leonard Fournette. Wants Leonard everybody wants Fournette. Leonard Fournette, everybody and I was able to snag Leonard him up and, and have him as a keeper eligible player. So I, I'm not a fan of Travis, Travis Kelsey as much as you are. I worry about him in that offense a little bit, only because Alex Smith can go from being. Not a 31-point quarterback, but being a top QB2 option. To the last. To being, to being bad. And that means Travis Kelsey, because he's the only receiver outside of Tyree Kill. If I was getting Tyree Kill, I may do this trade. Okay. But Travis Kelsey, to me, tight ends are just so weird. And injuries happen with tight ends more than any other position, I feel. And I like the tight ends I have. I don't want to give up Leonard Fournette where I think I have better value in getting another wide receiver or getting an, an equally as good running back back in return. Whereas a tight end, I mean, is it really going to make a difference for me on a week-to-week -week basis with I what I have? So. I don't think so. So I'm keeping Leonard Fournette. Keep Leonard Fournette. Live on the show. Uh, yeah. We're getting trade You know what? Live on the hold show. On, hold on, hold on. I'm going to reject the trade live on the show. Hold reject. On. We'll do it right here. Reject proposals. No uh, trade. Reject. I want Leonard Fournette, but I'm not going to overpay for him. And no, I'm absolutely not. in your not. league. Otherwise, I'd probably get first because I've seen your teams. My team's really good. Your team is my good. My team is really good. Your team is good. All right. Let's get to my favorite part. This is the end of the show. This is the end of the podcast. This is the part where we read off some of the tweets that were submitted throughout the week. This is, your team sucks. So what happened this week that makes your team suck? All right, Chris, I will let you first submit what you have thought about if your team sucks. Uh, your team sucks yep. if you started Andy Dalton. What are you doing in your fantasy league? What are you doing if you started Andy Dalton with his four interceptions this week? Four of them. Four. I, four. One, two, three, four. Not, not, and that's not a miscount, a misprint. Four of them. He had four interceptions in fantasy this week. What did you do with the rest of your draft that Andy Dalton is your starting quarterback? Bad. And you probably have Real David bad. Johnson, too, so you're probably not in great shape. It's not good. No. I, I need to see anyone. You're very, I love when Chris gets drafted up. Andy Dalton. I need to see their teams. I need to see their teams. There's a lot of your team sucks performances. You got a lot, here's, of, you got a lot of Twitter stuff, right? Oh, I got, I got over 30 responses, but we're only going to go, we're going to go broad spectrum okay. here. Because Andy Dalton was like. Four picks. I think 50% of the tweets that four I received picks. was when I, I just had Andy to Dalton. Say it again. Four interceptions. One, two, three, four. Real bad. One for each quarter of Real the football bad. game. Real bad. Making the Baltimore Ravens look elite when they're not elite. They're not elite. They're not elite. They're not elite. Don't listen to Chris. Uh, Lauren on Twitter submitted that she started Devontae Parker. Okay? Do you know who Devontae Parker plays for? Uh, he plays for the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins did not play well, hold on, hold this on. Sunday. Let me, let me, they did not play this Sunday. Let me check Here's, how many points he got. Hold on. Your team sucks 
if you start guys that are not playing, get up in the morning, spend 15 minutes, and set your lineup. On, I have no sympathy. I'm Zero. crunching the numbers over here. Zero hold sympathy. Hold on, hold on. If you decide to play a guy who's not playing a football game, what are you doing? How Warren, many? I love you. We're friends on Twitter. But girlfriend, you can't win and beat the boys. She won. By, she lost by like .3 points. I would not. I would lose sleep over that. Are you kidding me, Lauren? Girlfriend. Any other people out there? If you start somebody who's not playing a football game, just stop playing fantasy football. Just stop. Just end it. End it. So while Paige was on her rant, I, I crunched some numbers on Devontae Parker. I, I just wanted to okay. make sure we were Crunching accurate. Crunching the numbers. Here. Well, I just wanted to make Crunching accurate. the numbers Accuracy on the matters on the show. And I can confirm that Devontae Parker had zero fantasy points this week. Zero. Just, I can't Why? Confirm. Because he didn't play a football game. That What too. are you doing? All right. Well, you got another one? No, this is your turn. Oh, this is my turn? This is your turn. This, this one hurts me. Okay. I, I'm, I'm hurt that I have to do this, but your team sucks <laughs> if you have David Johnson on it. Because I don't know what you're going to do. You, you probably spent the first overall pick. You probably spent most of your auction budget. I don't know what you're going to do. You're not going to find that type of value anywhere else. You can't trade him. You'd be trading him too low. I, I just I don't know what you're going to do. So it's not your fault that your team sucks in this case, but your team does suck because you don't have a running back one. And I'm pretty sure that if you got David Johnson when you did, a lot of other running backs came off the board. And now I don't know what you're going to do. I, this hurts me. Cause oh, I, it hurts me too. It hurts David me too. Johnson we love David. We love David okay? Johnson. We love David. Okay, this is the last one. Last one. And this okay. is the one that I'm going to continue preaching because nobody ever listens and oh, then they all come back to I me. I know this one. Okay? Yep. Somebody tweeted at me okay. that they traded for Mike Gillespie. Okay? Mike Gillespie. Mike Gillespie. Okay? Yeah, oh, the, the New England running back. The New England running back. The, one of the seven people, running backs that they have learn? in New England. Are okay? people going to learn? Nobody's ever. Just listen to me, people. Listen here. Okay? Paige is coming at from a point of victory. Okay? And I win a lot of fantasy football leagues, so just listen to me, okay? Do not overpay for a New England running back. He will probably have zero points this week because Bill Belichick is going to decide to feature a different back. It's probably going to be Rex Burkhead this week Ooh. or James White this week. Are you or insert, pick one of those guys insert any of those guys this week because Bill Belichick doesn't feature backs. He's not going to feature this guy. So do not go out. The guy that uh, tweeted at me today, he traded away three players. Which three players? I'm not even going to get into it. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Should they get any of the Seattle running backs? No. What the about, Seattle running backs suck. Please do not New, go out and get any What about stuff. the New Orleans running backs? No, bad. Also okay. bad. I just wanted to make sure you were consistent on this so whole bad. running back theory. So I bad. agree with you. You're just Listen, very angry. You can't trade. Don't you to want to play somebody who has Mike Gillisley in their fantasy? I want to crush them. So why them. are you getting? I want uh, to crush just them. free advice that could impact you. Because your my friends know. I right. tell them. I give them free advice. They're in my fantasy league. I give them it still the advice, doesn't matter. You still and it's still them. and I still beat them. It doesn't matter because they still don't listen. They think that things are going to change in New England. Bill Belichick is still the coach. New England is not going to feature a back. So do not go out and trade three players for Mike Gillisley. Bad decision making. Bad decision making. <sighs> okay. Chris, do you have any parting I, I, thoughts on I don't show? really know where we can go from here. Paige just yelled into the camera for the last five minutes of the show. I, I'm afraid I'm going to get yelled at next. He will definitely get yelled at. So, you that's know what? A, that's a foregone Paige, why don't you wrap it up so I don't get yelled at anymore? All right. So, Chris, I want people to know how they can find you on Twitter. Uh, so, at, why don't you tell the people? At Chris R. Schubert. Uh, you can see my name down there. It's spelled the same way. You just put an R in between and you can follow me on Twitter. Yeah, Chris. A lot, R. Of, a lot of good hot takes. 
I don't seven know on seven would, NFL is a good one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would go with good hot takes. Yeah, good. I would probably say bad yeah, hot takes. But he does have the takes. The takes we'll are the, the takes. takes are real. He just the has takes a lot of takes. Are real. Uh, you can follow me at the underscore sports page, and you can follow this show, mm -hmm. this video show, this podcast at the Keepers FF for fantasy football. Ooh, that's uh, what you did there. It's good. I know. And you can also subscribe to us on iTunes because we all know if you subscribe on iTunes. You're going to win your fantasy football league. That's how this goes. Po positive karma, people. Positive karma. So go out and subscribe today. Go to fanragsports.com. That's where you can find our podcast and our show. For Chris Schubert, I'm Paige Demacos. This has been The Keepers.